You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mella, the Southern Belle in Bell Book and Candle. What an absolute treat we've got today because our guest is Patty Negri, psychic medium and the Good Witch of Hollywood, best known for her recurring role on the Travel Channel's number one show, Ghost Adventures. She is the international best-selling author of Old World Magic for the Modern World, and she has a popular weekly podcast called The Witching Hour. Patty, what an honor to have you here with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. When did you know you were a witch? I think I didn't know the term until older, but I think when I was sitting like four years old in my suburban backyard, picking rosemary and mint off the trees and stuffing it in my mom's wallet, knowing it would give her more money, (laughs) is just kind of in the blood. You know, this, I just had this connection to nature. Very, I'm very elemental in my work and just had this connection and it was just in the blood. Yeah, I get that because I remember as a child, one of the first things I was doing was sitting at my bedroom window singing to the rain. I would sing for it to stop and it would stop and I would (laughs) sing for it to start again. And even today, I still do weather magic. That's awesome. It's it's great. The whole world should discover how wonderful just connecting to spirit, to magic, to... Is. Yeah, I had no idea what, of course, what it was called. I just knew I could do that. <laughs> yep. And a lot of mediums tell me that they realize they could talk to spirits at an early age, too. Is that true for you? That's completely true. Same thing. Was earlier than that, as long as I could talk, I just knew that the supposed imaginary friends little kids have weren't imaginary. They were real beings. Literally, the little people that were under the bed and the closet, all those classic imaginary friends weren't. They gave me real information and real stuff. And um, it just didn't get taught out of me. I really do think kids have it. I think kids have the gift. In mm. our modern world, our, especially our Western modern society, we've we've lost the mysticism. We've lost the magic. Even our mm. religion's not very spiritual or mysterious mystic it's yeah. you know some cultures have kept it a little bit better but yeah I agree were you young when you had your first seance I was seven or eight years old wow from those early days on those toddler days on I was obsessed with the dead and not in a, not absolutely not in a morbid or dark or weird way just like I want to talk to these people they're here so yeah. I went again in my little suburban hallway where there was no windows and stuffed towels under the door so it was pitch black with my best girlfriend Sherry Jones and then I really realized that I didn't know any dead people so I'm like <laughs> Marilyn Monroe John Kennedy you know it was late 60s so anybody a seven or eight year old would know <laughs> and I think I came up with my first chant or my first word and literally this windowless this lightless hall filled with orbs and lights flashing back and forth. We two little girls ran out screaming, but I was really (laughs) jumping up and down going, yes, this is real. And yes, we can control this. You know, we can lift the veil. I I didn't know words for all this stuff yet. Yeah. And thus a seeker had began. (laughs) And this was very intuitive. You didn't have anyone training you on what to do, right? Absolutely not. I really, I think it's in the blood. Wow. No, I was what I was where I think I was lucky is that I I was lucky I wasn't raised with a family who thought we weren't religious at all that oh this is evil or there's something dark there or no 
no mom was always like yeah grandma could do that too yeah grandma could do that too." okay (laughs) (laughs) it took a long time for me to really escape the fear-based upbringing that i had because i was told that it was evil so i didn't start calling myself a witch in public until the last eight years or so so in my 40s i was one before that of course but i just used the term pagan. Okay. So what was the first time that you called yourself a witch in public and how did people react? Oh, that's pretty funny. Well, again, in private, I was, again, forever. I was a seeker. I started early on. I was part of a coven. I just, I was a seeker, seeker, seeker. But I, because I I was a Hollywood girl, I was an actor, but mostly I'd moved to producer and I mm. produced big corporate very corporate shows for Microsoft, Mattel, big corp. And I'm like, they cannot know, number one, that I talk to dead people. Number two, that I dance around bonfires and cloaks. It's like, no, I guess, you know, right. you're not even, I, they just can't know. So I kept it really separate, my world, just like, this is that world. And I remember 2008, when the big economic crash happened and corporate entertainment became, I was producing shows for Atlantic City, for Bay, and it became a dirty word because of the misuse of corporate entertainment really being, you know, call girls on airplanes. That's not what we did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that business went crashy down and, and reality TV was moving up. And I remember somebody called me and said, knew my ability with seances and how I could lift the veil and everybody could experience. And they said, we really need you to do a a seance on this reality show. I'm like, nope, can't do it. I won't do it. I I can't. I keep that world very private and separate. Oh, please, please, please. No, I can't. Oh, please, please, please. There's nobody. We don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh, and I'm thinking, looking at, I have no business. I go, um, I go, well, what's, what's the show? And they said it was, it was a show called Mobile Home Disaster on country music television. And again, this was years ago. I go, oh, nobody's going to watch that. I go, sure, I'll do it. And then I fell in love with the genre and you get there and they have three cameras following you around. You don't have to memorize lines. Remember, I come from a Hollywood background. You have to memorize lines. I get to be that real me, that because I'm all about people knowing how amazing we are as humans, empowering, grabbing their power back. I get to be that real me to a whole different audience and they follow me around and wow, but that was fun, but no more. And then I remember when it aired and my the very next morning, um, one of my big corporate like national bank clients called me up and it was like, hey, Patty, hey, um, I saw you on TV last night. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> I'll never work for whoever again. And she was like, I didn't know you were into the paranormal. I love the paranormal. And I'm like, huh, okay. I'm out of the closet. I'm out of the broom closet. I'm out of the psychic closet. I'm out of the closet completely. So though I still have my production company, I don't even have time for it very much anymore at all. I did one little gig last year, but the other went up, up, up. And because I had been in Hollywood so long, and again, I'm a trained actor, I'm a trained improv, I'm trained sketch. I know how to camera work. I know where you hit. I know how to talk in sound bites. I became like the go-to person and I'm legit. There's no faking anything. So it was like, just do this show, this show. So out of the closet and then then Ghost (laughs) Adventures hits and that's the only one people watch anymore. (laughs) Mm, Wow, that's amazing. And you were voted number one psychic medium, trance medium, tarot reader, witch magical practitioner in the world in an international competition by Times Square Press. How does this affect your everyday witchy practice? (laughs) Well, it really does. I mean, it's really nice and certainly get perks from it. 
that was an international competition. I re what happened is, again, years and years and years ago, I got a call from a magazine that said, hi, hi we, are, we are interviewing the top 10 psychics or medium, whatever it was. And I'm like, great. Why are you calling me? Especially way back. <laughs> oh my God, I'm not, I'm not. They're going, no, we don't mean the most famous. We don't mean the most rich. We want the ones with the reputation and the mm. integrity. Oh, okay. So the, this they this magazine, I think it was a interviewed me and like nine other people and they the who produced the publisher fell in love with who we were. And he's like, and he's a lawyer and he's a linguist, speaks 21 languages, like wow. a lot of ancient Sumerians. So he knows a lot of ET talk. But he's like, if anybody needs a professional organization, it's you. Doctors have them. Lawyers have them. Plumbers have them. Teachers have them. Because it's true. This is a profession, as you know, that for every one good and legitimate one of us, there's a hundred scam artists and fakes and just want to get your money. Some gifted, yeah. some not gifted, some all fake, some just, you have a curse attached. You, oh, exactly. No. <laughs> you know, and so if anybody needs something that shows integrity and virtue. Mm. So he started this American Federation of Certified Psychics and Mediums. And for somehow that this group kind of, kind of came together and and somebody from Times Square Press did this contest. So it was, it was kind of cool because you are up there against amazing other people known and not known but it, that's not how it was done so it's cool but my day-to-day -day practice is still me it, that's just you know you, i don't buy into that i'm just me you know better no i'm not really number one in anything it's all what we put <laughs> into it you know yeah okay so it's not really changed how no. you practice not you're still all. the same person no not at all okay why is it important that you call yourself the Good Witch of Hollywood? Where did that uh -huh. descriptor come from? I'm a big fan of Glinda and the Wizard of Oz. Mm. <laughs> no, <laughs> I do have that big pink dress. I do have that big pink ball. <laughs> I do. Um, and my car is named Glinda. Um, but no, I don't I don't like termination. White witch, black witch, light and dark. Mm. And it, it's so much more complicated than that. Yeah. And it has so many weird meetings and and i just and i like good i i'm i only work in the light that's clear that's what i'm doing but i am good good means so many great things other than what does white mean so that's where it came yeah. from that's what it came okay. from so yeah me and glinda <laughs> are you a good witch or <laughs> you know i don't like bad either but i like good yeah well that tells people right away that that description tells them a little bit about you yeah yeah What's one of your favorite witchy practices that you do in your everyday life? Mm. Oh, that's such a good question. I, it's like, I really think the where I went to first, and number one is really being aware of moon cycles, really being mm. aware, like every day, oh, moon's waning, let me release, release, release. Oh, the moon's waxing, let me add, add, add. Under the full moon, that celebration, under the new moon, that contemplation, really, it's, we are 60% water, let yeah. tap into that tides and that really changes everything without being particular mm -hmm. ritual this or that that and any ritual i have really i don't know how witchy it is it's like is is my my work with dragon energy you know mm. i'm i'm all about dragons talking to them creating you know i've created my own little crossroads dragon spirit and it's it's pretty amazing okay what kind of energy does the dragon have okay the dragon has okay think about it we, it's all energy, whatever you believe. It's creating a fetish, not like a tickle your foot fetish, but like an egregore or a servitor or a golem in Hebrew, creating a real spirit. Mm -hmm. We like angels. Everybody think whatever angels are. Angels are dextral. They're that high vibration. Angels don't have a sinstral side. They just have a dextral side. They can't really cause change. Angels can do two things. 
enlighten and protect. Two really good things and not so much mm -hmm. even in our pagan, enlighten, protect, great, great, great. And then we understand fairy energy, the fae, that's the, mystic, that's the sparkle, that's the music, that's the laughter, great. But dragons, they've been around forever. I think Asian dragon, uh, medieval mm -hmm. dragon, Game of Thrones dragon, they get a bad rap, yeah. but that's because they're powerful. And we know, yeah. you know, as witches and pagans, anything that's powerful gets a bad rap is dark, even though it, you know, Right. It's just because it's powerful. So they go, oh, stay away. Breaking a mirror, black cats under mirror, all that 13. It's powerful, not bad, not good. But dragons are crossroads of energy. They could fly between heaven and earth if you want to get literal, but the energy of it is crossroads. And if you do any crossroads magic, that is the shift and the change. So mm. I have, I literally create, I get the cheapest little plastic, and I can't tell you how many A-list movie stars, directors have these little funny plastic dragons on, on their altar or next to their bed or their kitchen table or thing. You create this energy, you literally give it life like we would our bone or our familiars. It's not, it's a form of familiar, it's a form of created familiar, but it's got the crossroads energy. Um, and every day it's like, I'm tired, I need energy, I'm, I'm, I'm broke, I need a job opportunity, boom, boom, boom. Since I've been teaching people and you don't have to be a witch. You don't have to claim that. You don't have to be a psychic or a medium. It's tapping into that shift and change energy. It's where crossroads where everything happens. Since I've been teaching people about dragons, oh my gosh, it's every it's a secret weapon. One stopped an abusive relationship. This one woman stuck in a marriage, which happens. Little kids, right, just stuck there. There was nothing she could do to stop him abusing her this certain mm. way every day. Gave her a dragon. He did it again. But then she realized, I told her, it is not your spirit guide. This is not a God or God. You have to tell it. It's your helper. So she said, I don't like that. And he's never done it again. Wow. Yeah. And my most famous and what I think is funny one is because because they're such not people who would talk to a you or a me. L.A. Dodgers, I live in Los Angeles, had they two seasons ago, way one, one, one. Like they won like, I don't know, 20 games in a row. And then Sports Illustrated Magazine did a special on them and put them on the cover. Dodgers, best team ever and they tanked. They lost like 20 games in a row. And all these sports wow. dudes who are, again, not mystical or met, they're going, oh, it's the curse. It's the sports illustrated <laughs> curse. Ah. So I was called in by sports people, the Dodgers, Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, Victor Brick, talk radio sports. And we did a lemon on crossing spell, a very Southern conjure, and they have a blue Dodger blue dragon. We charged it. We are chanting on television. We besides, wow. and they won, 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 got to the playoffs this year. They won. So we made local LA TV, which was good enough, but we made ESPN national, you know, sports oh dudes God. chanting and creating this beautiful thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Dragons. And, and my most kind of sweet, amazing, how powerful dragon energy is if you travel like you could leave your dragon home say you're not because you have to feed them mine drink whiskey they can drink water uh they drink a lot they drink harder when you're when you're working them harder um mm -hmm. they love it but if you if you travel you can leave it home tell your dragon it's not going to eat today this is just a vessel again for a spirit creation mm -hmm. or take it with you to anybody else it's your kid's toy but this one she girl she left her dragon home and, and she said take care of my husband kids at home and take care of me and my girlfriends in vegas for this vegas weekend so there was a concert so there they were their first day of the concert and it was great and they loved it they were their second day of the concert she grabbed her two girlfriends and she said my dragon said we have to leave right now and of course they said, are you crazy with what we paid for these tickets? Wh whoever's on stage, we're not leaving. She dragged them out. Moments later, that massacre started right where they were standing.
Wow. And she said, I heard my dragon's voice. My dragon saved us. My dragon said, leave now. So your dragon might have an outside voice like we hear, or it might have an inside voice. It might just be annoying. But as much power as you give this, this dragon energy, it's pretty amazing. Wow. You need a dragon. Yeah. And I have a crossroads right on my property. It's beautiful. I was thinking maybe I should go down there and do something, bury something at the crossroads. And I was thinking, I don't really work with Hecate, but a lot, but she's the crossroads goddess. And I thought, well, maybe I need to have a shrine to Hecate or something, but I love the idea of the dragon. Dragon wow. is great. And again, cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm again, much more energy, more energy and elements than getting to specific deities. And I love Hecate. Yeah. I love her. I love all of them, but I'm not, I'm not going to put a an altar up to her because then I'm hers and no, no, no. Yeah. But dragon Dragon is the spirit, is the energy thereof. Mm. I've got a copy of Old World Magic for the Modern World by Patty Negri right here in front of me. And I've already read the entire book and I just received it yesterday. There is a chapter called Bathroom Magic. And I think it's got some really great things in it. I think the book has got a lot of great ideas in it. But I want to talk about the bathroom magic chapter. So Patty says that she likes to carve sigils on soap to manifest things. I love sigils. I love creating sigils. But she says to create your sigil for for love and carve it into your soap. And the idea is you're washing with this soap that has this magical, powerful sigil on it, and you're able to manifest that. Or if you're looking for for money, for prosperity, carve a sigil that will bring that to you. If you use liquid soap, she says to draw or write on the soap bottle with a permanent marker. And you can do it with your shampoo, with your conditioner, And so everything that you're doing there in the shower is manifestation. And she says that even if the soap wears down or the marker wears off of your bottles, that the intent has still empowered those items. And she also says you can use sigils on soap when you want to banish something. So as the soap dissolves, then you can imagine whatever it is that you're trying to banish, just kind of going down the drain and um, dissolving away. This is a wonderful book. I have greatly enjoyed it. I will be reading through it again and again. And again, it's The Old World Magic for the Modern World by Patty Negri. Oh, that's great. So let's talk about your book, Old World Magic for the Modern World, which I'm all about tips and tricks here on the podcast. And even the title tells us what we're going to be getting. Tips, tricks, and techniques to balance, empower, and create a life you love. So what was the process of taking old world magic and making it new again? Because in my work with people one-on-one, which I do every day, what I really do notice that we do as people is is we give our power away. 
mm. all the time. We give our we give our power to other people, to limiting belief systems, personal belief systems. We give our power away to fear, to all sorts of stuff. And it's just like, grab it back. We are magical beings. And mm. also, and I'm like simplicity of stuff. Like, and I see how unbalanced we are. And I'm super elemental in my work. It's like, yeah, it's great to meditate for an hour, but I don't have an hour. I have 30 seconds to pull it together. I, I work yeah. like 20. I have 30 <laughs> seconds, not an hour. I'm, I'm go walking on stage. I'm going to a meeting. So mm. I came up with these again, fast and easy. I'm all about fast, easy, and free <laughs> ways. Okay. If you can't meditate for an hour, put your whole world into your four elements, air, fire, water, earth. Your earth is your grounding, your sense of self, who you are, your persona. We got that. Your fire, that's your passion, creativity, love, sex, God, art. That's great. Your water element, your west, that's your emotions. Think of it. Almost 60% of your body has to flow. Your air mm. element, ooh, that's your thought process, your focus, your clarity, your organization. So if you you're sitting around in the day sometimes and you're not as happy as you could be we should all be happy or you're not as productive as you could be or equally important you're not as awake should you be because this whole mm. thing is we're coming out of we've been asleep at the wheel phoned in automatic pilot we have to not be that so if you're mm. not as a, instead of staying in that state or we all numb ourselves people shop people eat people drink people watch tv and numb out instead go no 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 which element is the most out of balance in me is it my emotions? It's my emotions. Yeah, I'm angry about something or sad, whether it's justified or not, doesn't matter. Held inside and seething or screamed out the window, it doesn't matter. But I'm a big believer of that mind, body, spirit that the 20,000 books are written about, psychology books, <laughs> occult books, self-help books, new age books. We understand mind, body, spirit will never surpass our own thought patterns. If you believe you can do it, therefore you can do it. If you believe you can't, you're not going to. We understand that basic psychology, mind, body. We have to take action. You're not going to sit there and couch and get in shape sit there in the couch and find a lever we get that but the spirit that's the part that mm, people don't get and that's the yeah. battery that makes it happen and mm -hmm. and and that you could do through elements that's what we do in spell working the creation mm -hmm. of a spell that's the mind the body is the working and the spirit is the dispatcher how we send it off it all ties together so if you put those elements into we know water itself is the emotion and it soothes us think how good you feel after a shower um and yeah. we know how grounding hug a tree if you can so in third 30 seconds if you go okay it's my emotions i'm angry sad worried whatever okay and you can't do whatever walk up to a sink you could always find running water a hose a drinking fountain set your mind whether you're talking to the element of water or your brain or your emotions or god or god doesn't matter with this water i'm going to release this angst, anxiety, whatever it is. Run your hands, body, underwater. We know we have portals in our palms and fingers. You run your hands underwater. The second you teach the water, water releases. You've got mind, body, spirit. That's about it. it makes it happen. And within 30 seconds, you've healthfully released, not stuffed it down or held it in your jaw or held it in your belly or hold, you've really released it. So then you could deal, if you need to deal with what caused it, you can without being insane. <laughs> Just like, okay, yeah. this is why I'm upset. <laughs> Same thing with, with air. We Nobody breathes anymore. We're always in a hurry. It, it, it doesn't matter. Not, not the hour of your yoga class, not the hour, you, the rest of the 23 hours. Yeah. We don't, we're always in a hurry. We shallow breathe. Everybody's anxiety and lack of breath causes is our air element it this whole crown of illumination it causes chatty brain it causes foggy brain or hormones girls so again if you're can't think straight can't focus you have some important whatever that's your air element you got to breathe
And along with breathing, so you don't have to do a big, long breathing, I do a lot of heka work, Egyptian magic, sound magic. We know how much sound affects us. Every single vowel, every single consonant has an effect on us. That's why we rhyme. That's why we chant, whether you're in church singing yeah. rhymes or you're pagan around a thing and you, you yeah. every form, function, function, form. But without giving people a lesson in hekas, vowels clear the head, period. Any vowel, mm. any order. If you think about it, Every sacred word is a vowel. Amen. Om. Native American. Falling in love. Ah, roller coaster. Ah, opens up this whole crown. So again, if you've got this chatty brain or you've got this poggy brain and you go, I got to pull it together. Mind, body, spirit. Okay. So whether you're talking to the element of air itself, whether you're talking to God, God, your brain, higher self, with this 30 seconds of deep breathing, 30 seconds of vowels, I'm going to clear the air. I'm going to bring in the air element. So if you're sitting there in the bathroom or your car going ah or om or e-i-e-i-o with your kid, within 30 seconds, the chatter stops, the fog lifts, and the clarity mm. comes in. That's simple. Same thing with yeah. grounding. You're not feeling earth grounding. Hug a tree. If you can't hug a tree, grab a pencil. It still has the spirit of that tree, a rock, mm. a crystal, anything you have. Breathe into it. You ground yourself. Same thing with fire. If you can't light a candle or dance around a bonfire, the hecka for that fire is Z. Zzz, can I ask any eight-year-old, what does a B sound? Zzz, that's that kundalini energy. With You said it, whether you're talking to Pele Volcano or the breath of a dragon or the Holy Spirit or the heartbeat of the heart. I, with this 30 seconds of deep breathing and Z, I need to pull in that fire energy. Zzz, within 30 seconds, you'll feel it tingling in the base of your spine. It'll rise up that spinal cord and you'll have the fire, passion, creativity, energy, whatever you need. So it's stuff like that. My whole book is stuff like that to just like easy peasy, how to clear your house, how to get love in an ethical, positive, not controlling anybody yeah. else. Way. <laughs> how to talk to dead people, what a dumb supper mm. is, you know, how to really let go of the, the cords heart to heart. So that's what it is. Again, I don't tell anybody they need to be a witch or a psychic. It doesn't yeah. interfere with anybody's religion or belief system. Mm -hmm. So many good ideas just in <laughs> Just what you were telling us. I mean, so many things that could change someone's life. So amazing. I need to get that book. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's available on Amazon. Ebook, audiobook, or, or print. All of the above. E, audio, or print. Wonderful. <laughs> but I like print because you can write all over it. I wanted, I, I spent, it's super simple. It's super fast. I honestly spent more time unwriting it than writing it because I know <laughs> when I did start, you know, decades and decades ago, I would buy these big books, whether self help or occult, and they would sit on my shelf and they'd be boring or hard to understand. And they'd sit on, the, yeah. I would buy a simple book like Scott Cunningham and mm -hmm. I would just huh, I would devour it and learn so much so that's what I really styled this after something that's mm -hmm. simple so I unwrit half of it and that's really why it's like a bestseller in five countries because people anybody can go easy yeah. I can do that and they can yeah perfect so this might be controversial but I want to see what you think about the whole aesthetic witch movement that you see on Instagram and TikTok have you heard of that I, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what's what, but witches are in. <laughs> yeah, they're very much in. I mean, makeup, all kinds of things. Do, so do you think that the aesthetic witch harms or helps the perception of witches to the world? I think it can only help. I mean, you're going to get some little petty whatevers along the way. But if it's bringing an awareness 
to, okay, I want to look cool and have witchy purple eyeshadow, yay. And especially young girls. But if you're getting young girls an awareness of responsibility, of magic, of what you do is what you get. Everything that we believe in as witches, as pagans, even if they get little tiny tastes of it, that's going to affect them. It's going to affect yeah. who they are because it is more than eyeshadow colors and I wear black all the time. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you with that. Yeah. I can't imagine the adventures that you've had uh-huh. on the TV shows, ghost adventures. I'm sure off screen as well as on screen. I saw on the Haunted Hollywood episode, you experienced Charlie Chaplin. Wow. Yeah, that that was pretty great. Um, that was my first episode. That was like a dozen episodes together. And I was just one of those called in people who have experienced because Zach had heard that I had talked to Charlie Chaplin and little, beknownst to me, that was the exact chair he sat in. Oh, so, yeah. So they called me in and then I've been working with him ever since. Uh, wow. So that was really <laughs> great. Yeah. It always, it's always an adventure with them because number one, they are totally legit. I do not get to know anything. They'll, they'll give me an address mm. and drive to it. They'll pick you up to it. They'll fly you to it. I don't get to know, oh, there was a double murder there. And that, yeah. nothing. I, it just, you walk, Patty, you walk in and you tell us. Even the mm-hmm. last time, the one that's running now, the two-hour special on the Cecil Hotel, which is mm-hmm. like the most haunted place ever, he had told me like two weeks before, Zach called. He said, we're going to be in LA and we, we, we want, I'm going to call you. Okay. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Two weeks wow. later, he calls, hi, Patty. I was at my brother's, which like 30 miles away. He goes, we need you like two hours. And I'm just thinking, did I wash my hair today? <laughs> you know, <laughs> girls need more time than that. Yeah. So it was just like, came into this downtown address and I, and I and might've mumbled Cecil and I get there. I was like, oh, that's, oh wait, this is that hotel with the girl in the water tower. I didn't think mm. anything. And then I get, and rat wasn't going to let me in the building. It's like, oh, possessed rat. Is he protecting me? Or I don't know which. And then I, yeah. And then I get in literally, you, this building starts taking you over, pounding in on you. There's so much going on there. And mm. I'm like, holy moly, I'm already going into trans state because I allow that. And then there's Zach and there's the team. And and they're all strapped up with their cameras. And he literally goes, okay, Patty, there's 700 rooms. There's 14 floors. You tell us where to go. Wow. I'm like, ah, <laughs> faith. It's all about faith. Okay. Push whatever button in the elevator. Oh, this is that Alyssa Lamb elevator. Oh, this is weird. And then I, of course, I let them write. To, I don't want to give a spoiler alert, but I let them to write to a room <laughs> where somebody jumped out a window as Zach's yelling at me because he thinks I'm jumping out a window. I'm opening a window oh. going, what? And yeah. It was weird. Wow. And then take him to another room and I'm ah, protecting myself being attacked. And I'm like mm. bent over like a little kid. He's like, where are you being attacked? And the part of me that was still conscious is going, how do I say that body part on television? And I'm like, lady parts. And I let, oh, him, no. to a, yeah, yeah, and let him to a room where this poor woman had been raped and murdered in that mm. room. And I was just experiencing her. Yeah. But yeah, it's always, I I mean, in my personal work, it's light and love and my seances, we talk to grandma and God, but I love, I love bringing light to the dark. And even with those guys and you get to a whole new market, you know, I'm trained, I wouldn't, I've been studying this and trained my whole life. I wouldn't highly recommend letting anybody letting like, you know, the Black Dahlia murder take over, murder or take over your body, but I'm not yeah. going to take them home. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, this is one yeah. of those, don't do this at home, kids. So what of all the experiences stands out as the top experience for any reason? 
I think the the one that I have not topped yet, and I've had a lot, is literally someone bursting into flames at Marilyn oh. Manson's house at one of my seances. Wow. Uh, yeah. You have to respect. What I tell people, again, what you believe in this world, don't believe in this world. But if you're going to live the value, you have to be respectful. Yeah. And it's a house... It's right in my neighborhood, built by Charlie Chaplin, actually, for his girlfriend, mm. Mary Astor. And then the Rolling Stones managers owned it. So Rolling Stones lived there, Mamas and Papas, Graham Parsons. And then the person who invented the real life sex doll moved in and then moved out. Then Marilyn Manson moved in and he was my neighbor for seven years. Um, mm. Then he moved, got too scary for him even. Um, he wow. moved to the valley. <laughs> but anyway, we were doing a, a, a document there about the house because it had always been this kind of dark, crazy party house. It attracted really creative, chaotic, sometimes somewhat dark people, but you felt it in the house. And we were doing a seance and this one kid, we had four cameras, which is a lot for a shoot. This one kid was just maybe because he was on TV or he got real smart alecky and you can't do that. And I'm trying to keep control. And there was this one spirit getting really angry. It wasn't demonic or anything, but he was an angry spirit. Demons get way too much credit. Everything people most of the time think are demon. It's like, no, it's just a cranky butt spirit. Really, you know, it's a demon, but this, he was getting disrespectful. And mm. I'm trying. So first cool things were happening. Like the French doors flew open and then, and then the, the, the speakers on the floor were coming on and then the, they flew happened again. It kept happening in this building, building. And then he said something really stupid and the cap, not him, but the cameraman facing him literally burst into flames. Like a V up his back, angel wings of fire, not in front of, stand in front of a fireplace. Everybody's screaming, screaming. I, I, you know, cool, cool witch medium Patty becomes medic Patty. And I am, I'm an EMT. Trying to satisfy, I'm like drop and roll, and I'm calling in my wards. We'll go there in a second. Cut, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. I'm like, we are done, we are done. But the guy who caught on fire was a super skeptic, and instead he was really inspired. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm. I got a sweater. I'll take the shirt off as I'm washing the blistering on his back. He goes, no, I'm good. I'm oh, fine. Yeah. The kid got really well behaved. Like he became the choir boy in the corner. No problem from him anymore. So I talked to the spirit, said we were really going to make him leave afterwards. So we were able to finish the seance. But the coolest part is, is the guy who caught on fire, cameraman. He's a beautiful filmmaker, done some beautiful. He was so inspired by it that he, 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 three weeks later, he goes, Patty, look at my back. And he showed me where the blistering was. It totally looked like he had got a tattoo of a dragon. Wow. Open mouth, sharp teeth, the winged head into the shape of the serpent. And of course, that is the exact energy I called in to shut down the seance. That was my words. I'm like, oh my God, you have a tramp stamp of a dragon on your back. (laughs) That is so cool. And he thought it was so cool. He actually wrote a movie, a horror movie with Stephen Norrington, the guy who wrote League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and the Blade Mm. series, um, who's way left of center Hollywood now about basically about a tv psychic medium which does all the tv shows and then it turns then opens a portal and it becomes a horror film wow they haven't done it yet i hope they do because it's like me but i sat down <laughs> with them for like five hours and with the script and i go oh you can't say that you can't say that in the movie he goes but you said that i go i know i said that that opens something you can't say that you don't want to be mm. one of those cursed horror films do you what happens to those because spirits and energy don't know the difference of this is a tv show or a movie or real if you're going to say things that open up things then you will so we changed all the wording in it so if it ever does if he ever does get around to doing it 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 won't be a cursed horror film it'll just be fun (laughs) (laughs) 
Man, that takes a new level to learning some respect, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spontaneous combustion. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm a country girl. I'm out here with my goats and chickens. I've never even been to California, wow. and I have no concept really of Hollywood except what I've seen on TV. What's it like being a witch and medium in Hollywood? Real talk. Is it all glitz and glam? It's it's the same. Everybody, uh, it. I mean, it is fun. There is lots of glitz and glam, and I love it. And going out, and you love it, and it. I love that part because it's big personality. It's people with dreams that went for it, whatever that is, that make it, that mm -hmm. don't make it, but it's passion. Um, and but if you work with, I do work with people that I can't tell you who I work with. Everything in my middle name is NDA, which means non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> you know, you're, if you're doing a seance or a session, it's you just sign. Yeah, I'm not going to tell them I've been to this house. I'm not going to tell them what you do because they need mm. their privacy too. You know, they have mm -hmm. what they do the thing. So, but they're the same as everybody else. They're the same as you and my same issues. They're, it doesn't matter if they're Academy Award winning actor, actress, writer. It's all the same. Humans, we're humans. We have the same weaknesses, foibles, needs, fears, love. Same. Yeah, that's a good point because when we see these people on TV shows and movies and things, we just we come up with this idea of, of how their life is and we forget that we're just all regular people. Just regular people. Yeah. Are there any of the celebrities that you can tell um, a story about? Any uh, famous people? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. One is really funny. I had, I can't tell you who the people are, but I was. I don't know if anybody remembers who Aaron Spelling was, but he was like the big mm -hmm. producer of the 80s. He produced Love Boat and he produced Fantasy Island, of which I worked on because that's when I was wow. young in Hollywood. I was a lava lava girl on Fantasy Island. I love Island. that show. <laughs> yeah, if you look in the background, the girls running around in bikinis and serving Rourke's champagne when they get off the plane and putting the lays on people. I was oh, lava wow. lava girl. And and then for about a year, I was on the Love Boat. It was this glorified extra we'd one day a week we'd load the boat one day a week we'd be it by the pool or be a waitress one day a week we'd be in formals into the dining room but you got to meet people like carol channing old classics but anyway so i had a couple years when i was young and working that to, to be the lowest end of the totem pole of aaron spelling's world on the tv show again the bottom of the barrel but fun so years decades later i was in this mansion, which was the biggest mansion, most expensive mansion in LA, like, I don't know how big it is, 100 billion rooms, the biggest thing <laughs> with the people who live there now and working with them. And the ghost of Aaron Spelling was stuck in the, in the bedroom and he wouldn't let the man sleep. Oh, oh he, wow. He, he didn't leave. He didn't bother the wife or the baby or anything like that. I think he was just tired of women between Tori and Candy and all the <laughs> women, but the guy wouldn't let him sleep. So I, through this house security, which I had to go through, you know, like 15 person security background checks to mm -hmm. get in this house and to work with mm -hmm. these people, super private people. I am sitting there in their master bedroom with dancing around with knives and handing them drums and having them doing all these things. I go, this is so surreal. As we banished Aaron Spelling from the, this is such a trigger. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, you have to leave. It is not your house anymore. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So please tell us about 
the wonderful things you've got coming up and how listeners can find out more about you. Um, yes. Uh, well, I've got some really fun coming up a thing with I just did with Trevor Moore. I've got something I just shot with George Norrie for Gaia again on his TV show mm. Beyond Belief should be coming out soon. Some more ghost adventures. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a whole bunch of things. I can't even keep it up. But And one thing I'm really excited about is I've got my own network called Paraflix. Mm. I've got two partners and it's going to be all paranormal and spirituality and horror, everything like the Netflix of the paranormal independent. We launch on the 21st, we, whatever, oh, March 21st. So brand new network, yeah. Paraflix, P-A-R-A-F-L-I-X-X.com. It's going to be like nothing out there. We've got such amazing content and people creating amazing shows and education and witches teaching things and oh wow, vampire films and everything in between. Okay. So yeah, I'm very excited about that. And my podcast, Witching Hour, I've got amazing guests, the best in their field and a new producer and all sorts of exciting things I can't quite talk about. But yeah, mm. but you can find me everywhere. PattyNegri.com is my website, P-A-T-T-I-N-E-G-R-I.com. All the social media, of course, we have to do it. Patty Negri Psychic Medium mm. on Facebook, Patty.Negri on Instagram, at Patty Negri on Twitter, da-da-da, all the regular. Just sign up for my newsletter, and I send out just magic stuff like what's similar to what's in my book. That's it. Great. Any last words for the listeners? Thank you. Thank you for listening. Know how powerful you guys are, mm. and just know that magic is everywhere. You just got to look sometime. Awesome. Patty Negri, y'all, thank you so much for taking time to be here with us today. Y'all show Patty and all of our guests some love by visiting their websites, checking out their social media. I'll have all of Patty's links in the show notes. So get a copy of her book, find her podcast, and check out all the amazing work she's done on TV, radio, and film. And don't forget that you can always send me comments about an episode, insights, or questions you'd like me to answer by clicking on the link to send a little voice message to me. It's super easy, y'all. And I reckon I might even use it on one of the episodes. Take care, and y'all be blessed. Thank y'all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash bellbookcandle.